That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Yo, what's up? Thank you for tuning in today. Thanks to humans for bringing us in. Thanks to you for supporting the show. I'm Shane Raymo. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. Uh, we also talk about drugs, alcohol, recovery. Uh, we like to have some fun in the process. You know, I started this thing uh, as a, a way for myself to stay sober and to help myself stay sober and share a little bit. And uh, it's been great to see the community build around that in the last few years. So it's really an honor to uh, to talk about some recovery with y'all. And I uh, appreciate you guys' interaction and love and support and all that good stuff. Uh, so I hope you're doing well out there. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Uh, like I said, we like to have a little bit of fun. I really wanted to uh, create something where uh, we talked about recovery, um, uh, sobriety, living a better lifestyle, how to be motivated, how to understand who we are as people and, and go on that journey and practice that journey. And along the way, how do you do that and still you know, keep a light heart and still be able to laugh and uh, have some fun? And uh, that's really what this is about. And I really enjoy doing this. Uh, so man, what I'm saying is I'm fucking grateful. How about that? How about that? Today, we're going to read a great email I received this morning from, uh, Alex and, uh, man, the email was, uh, was extensive, a few paragraphs, lots of different questions in there. And I said, you know, and, and I do this often, I'm sitting there taking a dump, get, going through my emails in the morning. So my apologies, but that's kind of part of my morning routine. And I said, you know, rather than sit here and you know, thumb it out on this, uh, on this keypad. I said, you know, why don't I just do a podcast about it and go through some of this, uh, some of the questions that Alex had, because I know they relate to a lot of other people out there. They related to myself, a lot of them. And, um, let me point out real quick too. That's a really good point in itself is that no matter how much time we have, um, you know, working with someone, whether they're, they're in their first 30 days of recovery or they're 30 years in recovery of trying to stay sober, we all have something we can offer each other because reading some of Alex's questions takes me back to that time in the first 30 days, the first 90 days, the first six months where I went through a lot of the stuff that, uh, that he's talking about. So, and I'm assuming Alex is, is a he, that's, that's a name that could go either way, but I'm pretty sure, uh, it's a he. So, um, Alex is a he, Alex, you're a he, he's a he, he's a he, ha 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 the fuck dude i'm a fucking idiot okay before we do that wait, and 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 just kidding <laughs> we titled this 10 things night people can do when they want to be social without getting drunk and that comes uh from a question that was actually in the email so we're gonna get to that in just a minute be sure to check us out at that sober uh, you can also connect with us on instagram at real that sober guy and on twitter at shane raymer now, finding the right treatment options for addiction and mental health illness uh, can be tough. And uh, we've continued to partner with Foundations Recovery Network for a few years now, I think since 2016. Uh, they stay true to their mission. They have very high ethical standards. Um, and they provide treatment in a nationwide network of residential and outpatient facilities. Uh, as many of you know that have listened to the show for years now, we've been out to... Uh, quite a few foundations conferences where we get to connect with a lot of great people uh, in the recovery community and in the recovery industry from uh, treatment centers uh, to therapists and 
um, meditation and uh, I mean just all kinds of stuff going on here and uh, and getting to learn and connect with people so it's really a cool thing they do these uh, a couple times a year I think they're just doing the uh, the Nashville one right now and I think the next one coming up will be in Florida uh, but in any case they're here to help and um, they have uh, some great programs um, the commitment to each patient uh, and their loved ones which is an important part too uh, is really about meeting their personal goals and uh, you're going to be taken care of if you reach out to foundations. Uh, so let me tell you how you can do that. If you or a loved one needs some help, you just want to chat. You just want to ask some questions. Uh, first off, you can go to foundationshelp.com slash sober guy, or you can just call 833-81-SOBER. That's 833-81-SOBER. Uh, and you can talk with an admissions coordinator uh, about some treatment options, answer any questions, anything like that stuff. All right, so as I record this, now Norm, now first of all, I apologize for not putting uh, the show out yesterday. I'm a day late on this. And I'll tell you why, man. I've been wearing so many damn hats this week and this month and you know, you got you got dad hat and husband hat and corporate worker guy hat and that sober guy hat and trying to stay sober guy personally hat uh t-ball coach hat started this week uh i got summer camp hat next week coming up entrepreneur hat that i've been working on this new project uh that i'm super super stoked about uh, uh that we're going to launch here shortly um and i'll talk about that as we uh, get ready to launch so stay tuned for that it's pretty exciting stuff it involves a recovery community and some some great products and uh, really, really cool stuff. I'm pumped on that. But just all these different things going on, traveling for work. Like, I mean, dude, it's been... And then, shoot, what I was going to mention next, we got the Hollywood Improv Show coming up. Uh, as this goes live, it'll be tomorrow on June 23rd. Uh, so needless to say, I didn't get the show out yesterday because, um, because just I didn't do it. And... Uh, I've learned to go with the flow and that kind of stuff. You see, a couple years back, I probably would have uh, been pretty, I don't know about upset. I wouldn't have cried or anything, but I would have been kind of like, fuck, you didn't get it done and, and kind of hard on myself. And I've really learned to just go with the flow and let things happen organically. Like I, there was a reason I didn't get the show out yesterday. And, and let me explain why, because this morning I got this email and then it hit me. Boom. This is, this is perfect. So I have to wait and be patient and not be lazy. There's a difference between that. And Buddy and I talk about that a lot. Like, how do I differentiate being a lazy ass and being patient and waiting on God, on my higher power, on on something to come through and and deliver um, what what is to be, what's supposed to be, and kind of sit in that. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do. I definitely don't have it all figured out. And nor let me say, do I have any of this shit figured out that we're going to go through today? I'm not invite. I'm not advising Alex or anybody else on what to do or what, um, you know, what, what I think is the right thing. And you need to do this. I don't ever approach shit like that. I'm just going to try to share a little bit of my experience and my thoughts on some of the questions. And then we'll kind of go from there. And hopefully somebody here, some, hopefully somebody hears something that I say that, that makes some sense. Uh, and they can use that today. Uh, so I mentioned the Hollywood improv show. Let me, uh, let me get to that really fast. Um, number one, I just want to say thank you to, uh, to my homeboy, Mark Saratella, uh, help putting this together. Um, he swooped up some, some great guests, uh, to, to get on this, uh, lineup for tomorrow's show. Uh, we got Ken Gar, uh, coming out. Andrea Pasmino's coming out, uh, Skylar Stone, Matt McCarthy. Uh, and then we just added Justin Foster. Uh, just, I think yesterday, 
uh, he uh, he jumped on too. So uh, big shout out, big love to uh, to everybody who jumped on and is is putting their time out of their day to come out and to do this podcast and talk about recovery and talk about comedy and have a good time. I mean, that's really what it's about. And um, it really is my goal to uh, to stay sober and to have a good fucking time doing it and be able to navigate life in a healthy manner and uh, and have some fun in the process. So if you're in the Los Angeles area uh, and you want a ticket, they're 10 bucks. You can go on Hollywood or I'm sorry, improv.com slash Hollywood. Uh, or you can holler at me. I mean, I think there's a little guest list. I may even be able to add a couple heads on there if anyone hits me up uh, and you'd like to uh, you'd like to come out. You can do that at real that sober guy uh, on Instagram. Uh, so yes, once again, that's June 23rd tomorrow, Sunday, 4:30 p.m. Doors at four. Uh, come on out, check us out, have some fun. All right, so here is the uh, the email that Alex wrote. And I didn't have a lot of time on uh, pre production on this because I'm actually gonna do this i'm gonna pack my shit up and i'm jumping on the road on i-5 headed down to uh, los angeles so um i was able to uh to go through the email and highlight some of the stuff and, and make a a quick little list here so i'm gonna do my best to go through this as uh is what i'm getting at and i think if we focus on progress not perfection i'm making an effort today and to go into uh, my recovery my own personal recovery and um be able to go over something that uh, that Alex wrote out that I can relate to, and hopefully all you guys can relate to at some time, some point or another uh, in in your own recovery, whether it's right now when you're going through it or whether you can kind of flash back and go, oh yeah, damn, I remember when I kind of dealt with that right there. Here's here's kind of how I dealt with it or here's, how, here's my thoughts about it. Uh, communicating, even if it's talking to ourselves because we're all fucking weird, right? Our heads are up there chatting away going this and that and the mind is just breaking us down and building us up and back and forth and it's a crazy crazy thing uh so let's see he says hey shane i've been listening to your show for about three weeks now and i'm and i think what i'm going to do real quick i'm sorry i'm sorry i hate when i do that i'm going to read the whole thing and then i'm going to go back and go through it so just want to set you up for that hey shane i've been listening to your show for about three weeks now i'm 28 days sober today. So number one, congratulations on that. Awesome. I came really close to breaking and going out for a drink last night, but decided to listen to your show instead. You saved my sobriety and I just want to say thanks. I came across your show hoping there'd be a sober podcast that didn't suck. And I'm a huge Papa Roach fan. And I saw that you had both Jacoby and Dave on your show. I decided to give it a shot. So glad I did. Not only does your show not suck, you hit a lot of my personal issues on the head. And as a punk rock lover and recovering alcoholic, your show really resonates with me. I've noticed recently, I don't know how to be myself without alcohol. I'm basically staying home on days that I don't work and I'm starting to feel really isolated and lonely. I notice it gets worse at night and I have no idea where to go after 11 p.m. without it involving alcohol. I bartend too, so my schedule is mostly just late nights. Otherwise, I would just switch my schedule up and completely start waking up first thing in the morning and be asleep by the time I would usually be tempted. I did get a year sober in July, 2016 to 2017, and then I made a mistake by having my first Guinness, but I've started my journey again, and I was hoping that maybe you could tackle what night people can do when they want to be social without getting drunk, how to find that drunk courage when you're sober, and how to feel comfortable being yourself without booze. I'm pretty extroverted when I'm drinking, but when I'm sober, I find it hard to come out of my shell, be spontaneous, and I'm constantly filled with anxiety 
and depression. Most of my friends are drinkers. I don't seem to understand that staying, they don't seem to understand that staying sober is really important to me. It's one of the few things in my life that makes me feel proud of myself. I loved how you were saying, fuck what other people think of you. Only think, only what you think of you matters. That really hit home and I want to like myself and be proud of who I am. I know I should probably go to meetings or something, but like you, I find it really hard to ask for help and I have an even harder time opening up to people. I know it'll be good for me to learn how to do that, but I can't seem to get myself to do it. I keep things bottled up and deep inside and I don't know how to let them out. If you could maybe give your opinion on that, I'd really appreciate it. Keep up the great work and stay clean, Alex. So damn, brother, that's a great, great email right there. And I understand um, it's a lot and you're going through a lot of stuff right now. Um, and uh, I just want to tell you that amazing job of just first and foremost just reaching out bro i know how hard that shit can be even just to write an email and send it off um because you never know you never know responses you're gonna get a lot of the time when i send stuff i wish i didn't send it (laughs) i don't know if, if anyone else has experienced that but you send something off and you go fuck why did i why did i say that why did i even talk about that man i shouldn't have done that you start thinking what can happen, what someone's going to say, what they're going to think, all that stuff, man. There's so much fear. And then on top of that, opening up and letting, you know, being honest and, and opening up about some of this stuff. So, Alex, I just want to just like I'll give you an air hug right now. You know what I'm saying? A big a big fucking air hug over the air because, I, you know, that's just it's just really amazing that you're able to uh, to open up and do that. So that's the first step right there is just having some responsibility, admitting I'm going through through this stuff to somebody, even if it's through an email to a fucking dumb podcast like it, that. That's that's where it's at. So if you're struggling out there and you're hearing this, you know, talk to somebody about it. Talk to a friend, talk to a family member. Um, you know, talk, go to a meeting, all that kind of stuff. And we're going to go over some of that stuff. But the important point here is to communicate this stuff and start getting it out. Even though I know it's scary. I know it's scary because I had to do it myself, you know, and I was scared shitless. It took me like two weeks to finally come out and say, man, I need some help. It took me longer than that. Really. I mean, it took me a couple years, but like ultimately in those two weeks leading up where I had decided like I was in, but I just didn't know. I was like 98% in and that 2% doubt was just like, man, how do I, how do I talk about this? How do I get it out? That's, you know, that's not easy to do, but that is one of the first parts of this thing is to talk and open up about it. Okay. So let's go through some of this right now and I'm going to do my best to, uh, to kind of share my own thoughts without telling anybody what to do. And, 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 um, and hopefully, you know, I don't know, hopefully we'll get some good shit out of it. I don't know. And I did make a little list of the 10 things that I thought you you could do. So they're, and they're not all social too. That was the, the other question was, what can we do to stay social? Well, some of that stuff, you know, any, any time after, you know, nine, 10, 11 o'clock, like, I mean, that's night hours right there. That's a different ball game. And so there may have to be some schedule changes in just plain and simple. I mean, I know if it was me, I'm not a night person anymore. I can't fucking stay up past 10. It's tough for me to do that, you know, unless unless I'm like really out having to do something and be out somewhere. My ass is in bed early. I, but here's how I party. I, we were talking about this um, 
I don't know where the hell we were just recently, but we were cracking up because the party for me, it's not staying up late anymore. It's getting up early at like 5 a.m., you know, grabbing some coffee, uh, hitting the gym, hitting some meditation. I'm fucking ready in the morning. Yeah, let's do this, son. Let's talk. Jess hates it. She fucking hates it because she'll get up early and I'm like, hey, what's up, babe? How you doing? Yeah, let's, what are we doing today? Hey, we got to go to the grocery store. Oh, I got to work. I'm about to go to the gym. Fuck, I'm about to get my swole on, son. Nah, she's like, shut the fuck up. I haven't had any coffee yet. That's how I party though. That's how I get up early and have some fun. I'm ready to start my day. Now, by nine o'clock, I'm tired of shit and I'm ready to go to bed. I can barely make it through a comedy special or a movie anymore, but I don't care. I'm not, I'm not the late person. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm kind of ranting a little bit. Let's go. Let's go over some of this. Um, okay. So number one, 28 days sober. Just like I said, congrats on that dude. Just keep it going. Okay. One day at a time. That's the thing. Said I came really close to breaking and going out for a drink last night, but decided to listen to your show instead. Phenomenal move right there. You saved my sobriety night and I just wanted to say thanks. So let me point something out. I appreciate you saying thanks that I saved your sobriety. I didn't. It's not me doing this shit. I'm going to give you what Buddy C always says to me. That's just God doing for us. And I love that because it takes away any of that ego shit. Like I, like that to me, it, it, it makes me feel weird. You saved my sobriety and I appreciate it. But here's what you did. You saved your own sobriety by stepping up and using a tool, which is the podcast. Okay. It could have been any fucking podcast. It just happened to be this one. It could have been any fucking meeting. It could have been any person. It just happened to be something that clicked in that moment. It was God doing for us. And we got to stay on that level field. Now we, now, like I said, appreciative, no doubt. But the point is, is that you got in a spot and I've been in so many spots like this where I've wanted to lash out or get angry or even drink. You know, and I have to think logically with my brain for two seconds and snap out of it and go, what tool can I use right now? What do I need to do? Do I need to go to a meeting? Do I need to call somebody? Do I need to throw a podcast on? Do I need to write a little bit? What do I need to do? And that's what you did. And so that's the point of that. So use that moving forward. Everybody out there can use that, including myself. That's why I'm, I'm saying this. This is just as much for everyone listening as it is for me. You know, like I have to utilize those things in those moments. And and that's what you did. So phenomenal job on that. Why don't I say phenomenal or not? Like that came from Vince Vaughn to phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I'm not a good Vince Vaughn impersonator, but I'm starting to hate that fucking word now. I don't want to say that word anymore. If I say that word phenomenal, okay, that's, a, that's the last time I'm going to say phenomenal. Okay, wait a minute. That is the last time I'm going to say that word. I'm not going to say that word. I think it started with a PH, which is fucking weird in itself. It sounds like an F, but they, I always hated that about the English, English language. They have the words that start with different, like a PH, but it's, it's an F sound. That doesn't make any sense to me. Anyways, I, I apologize about that. Okay. I came across your show hoping there'd be, but I don't want to say that word anymore, by the way. So call me out on it. If I do, I came across your show, hoping there'd be a sober podcast that didn't suck. Okay, and thanks for that, by the way, too. Man, yeah, I'm glad the show doesn't suck. Fucking A. You said, I'm a huge Papa Roach fan, and I saw that you have both Jacoby and Dave on the show. I highlighted that because I wanted to touch on that really quick. Number one, Jacoby and Dave, both homies, both from Vacaville. Um, I grew up with those guys. I grew up watching their shows. 
both of them um you know got sober and have had their own battles and struggles and journey with that trying to stay sober in and out and um you know ups and downs and uh i just i i appreciate their music number one as as a as a fan like coming up as a kid and then just on a homie status um i I appreciate both them for being part of the show and sharing their own stuff. They they have a lot to uh, to offer. So shout out to those guys. I'm glad you're a P. Roach fan too. They're one of my favorite bands as a kid. There's a lot of roots there. And that's those homegrown roots too. Like we talk about Vacaville, you know, it's a small town in Northern California. And when you have a band come out of there that's as, that's as successful as P. Roach has been, um, it's pretty fucking cool. And then uh, when, when you get to have a couple of guys um, you know, that are in recovery in the band, uh, Jacoby and, and, and then Dave as well. But even Jerry, uh, I think Jerry's been sober forever, man. He's, he's never even messed with any of that stuff. So it'd be interesting to talk to him. Actually. I just thought about that. That would be really interesting because Jerry plays guitar in Papa Roach and he's been through all of this, through all of the you know, business stuff and music stuff and personal relationship stuff and recovery stuff. Um, and he's stayed sober just because he was, he never went down that path. I'm going to have to work on that. I'll think about that. That's a good one. Maybe somebody can help me out with that. Who's listening out there or has some info or a thought on that, on what that might look like. Uh, but I've noticed recently that I don't know how to be myself without alcohol. And you know, I highlighted that one because damn, Man, that's like that's like me reading this and just like I like I took a look in the mirror real quick. I had no clue who I was without alcohol. I need to take a drink real quick. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Wait. We go back up the beer I don't even know the words, but all right. So I've recently noticed I don't know I don't know how to be myself without alcohol. Yeah, that's because for me. I never allowed myself to be without alcohol. And if I did, um, you know, for a while there, it would have been maybe like at work, you know, and then towards the end, the last year I was drinking at work, you know, so that eventually faded into that route where I was just drunk and high all the time. And even when I wasn't drinking for me, I was, I was stoned at least, you know, I was, I was always under some sort of substance always whether it was, you know, weed, alcohol, pills, Coke, any of that stuff there. And, and weed was kind of the foundational one. And then alcohol was shortly behind that. But how the, how the shit am I going to know who I am if I'm constantly numb and I'm constantly high, you know, of course, I'm not going to know who I am because I've had no time to get to know myself <clears throat> or to let my brain thaw out or to feel we're human beings. We're designed to feel even shitty emotions, you know, anger, um, frustration, you know, pain, like that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, it sucks, but we're actually designed to feel that. And we live in a culture and a society today that says, nah, just put all that shit away. Just, you're not supposed to feel that, you know, no, you're not supposed to feel hurt. You're not supposed to feel pain. Does anyone want to feel that shit? Fuck no, we don't want to feel it, but we have to feel it. And we got to learn how to feel it and sit in it and understand that it's not forever. And if you're going through something right now that is a serious event in your life, I, I say this with the utmost respect. And I'm actually saying this for 
not only you, but once again, myself right now, because I know eventually I'm going to be going through something that's going to hurt and be painful. I'm not right now. And, you know, I, I don't know what that looks like, but it's life and shit happens. And I'm trying to prepare myself the best I can for when that takes place. I don't know what it is. I don't want to know what it is, but it, it's inevitable that eventually it's going to happen. And I'm probably going to have to come back and I'm going to have to listen to some of my own shit that I'm talking about to remember. To remember because I need to know myself in order to cope with that kind of stuff, to deal with that kind of stuff. And then on top of that, how do I know myself and be me? How do I be me? Well, I don't know who me is. I don't know who me is because I haven't taken the time to let my brain thaw out and let my emotions numb out and start to open up about it and talk about it. And that's where a program comes in. You start to learn who you are. You know, I didn't start learning who I was till I was 31, 32, till I got sober. I had no clue. I had no clue. I was a mess emotionally. So, number one, you're not, you ain't alone there, and neither is anyone else listening out there. You know, if you're feeling like that, man, I don't really know myself. Well, sober up for a few months. You know, keep going. Keep learning, keep talking, keep opening up, keep exploring past shit and working on it, working it out, letting it go. All that stuff can be accomplished by working with somebody, a group. It doesn't have to be a 12-step group. It can be whatever group. You know, I, I used a 12-step group. I still do. You know, that's kind of the basis of what's worked for me. Not everything that works for me works for you. I get it. Or vice versa, you know. But some sort of community, we'll just lump it up as community. It could be any fucking community. You need some community to help support, and then you can you know, start to get to know yourself better too. It's a big thing, man. That's been one of the funnest things too, I got to say, is just being able, and I think you mentioned this down here, like how do I be social without alcohol, spontaneous, come out of my shell, and I'll get to that in a minute because it kind of connects to, to this one. I don't know myself. But that's a big thing, being able to be myself now. I was talking to Mark uh, yesterday on the phone, actually, and it's funny. We were talking about some of this stuff, about coming out and being open about it. How do I be myself? You know, and uh, and it's it's a practice. I'm still practicing. I'm still learning. So let me move on here. We still got a few more to cover, and uh, um, I want to make sure we get through all this stuff. Um said, I notice it gets worse at night and I have no idea where to go after 11 p.m. without it involving alcohol. Well, that's because there's not a whole shit, you know, a whole lot of, of things to do after 11 p.m. that doesn't involve alcohol. I get it. Um, and then you said, I bartend too. Look, I ain't telling you what to do, but I can tell you one thing. If I was trying to stay sober and I was in my first, you know, 30 days, first year, first two years, I would not be bartending. Just my personal opinion, my personal choice. I don't even think I would bartend now after six years sober just because I'm too fucking scared. I know myself too well, you know? Um, I just, there's just that, there's that little piece in there that's just too fucking shaky for me. Okay, so like I said, I ain't telling you what to do. A job, you know, maybe it's a good job. Maybe you make good money doing that. A lot of bartenders make great money. You know, so I understand that a financial thing. Um, and, and so let me just put myself in your shoes then as of now, let's say I'm in that job. Let's say I'm, I'm 30 days sober. I'm trying hard as fuck to stay sober. I don't know what to do. You know, I'm bartending. I'm making good money. I got bills to pay and I don't know, 
you know, how I'm going to, what am I going to do? If it were me, what I would do, I would continue my bartending job for right now. Okay. And during the daytime, you know, I'd be, um, I'd be up as early as possible, you know, get some sleep, of course, but I'd be up early. I wouldn't be sleeping my ass in until fucking two o'clock in the afternoon on that cycle. Trust me, I know that fucking cycle. I did swing shift for a couple of years, and that's when the drinking really got bad for me. And that cycle is not fun. You wake up, it's just fucking, I was sluggish, like all that. Not cool at all. I would be up early, as early as possible, and I'd be out or on the computer or whatever. I say out nobody goes out really to find jobs anymore because everything's fucking electronically but i'd be up doing a resume doing whatever i'd be trying to find a new gig that's back on some day shift that's going to fit with my lifestyle that's what i would do okay and i'm just going to leave it at that i did a year i did a year sober from uh july uh 2016 to 2017 and then you made the mistake about having the first Guinness, and that's that's the old saying, right? The first one is, uh, or what the fuck is it? I just forgot. First one's never enough, and one's too many, or one's too many, and that, I don't fucking know. I fucked that whole thing up. But those of you in the program know what the hell I'm talking about. Basically, one is going to lead to a shitload. One's not enough, tens too many. <laughs> I just can't get it, can I, Raymer? You fucking suck. Let's take a drink of coffee. Check this out. I'm going to get you a coffee sip here. Mmm. That was good. Oh, yeah. Ugh. It's a little, a little strong. All right, so... Yeah. What night people can do when they want to be social without getting drunk. And we're going to get to that list in just a second. I just got a couple more points and then we'll shoot through those. How to find that drunk courage when you're sober and how to feel comfortable being yourself without booze. You know, I'm pretty extroverted when I'm drinking, but when I'm sober, I find it hard to be hard to come out of my shell, be spontaneous. I'm constantly filled with anxiety and depression and that, yeah, and that hurts, man. I hate hearing that. You know, I hate hearing that because I know what that feels like. You wake up every day and it's like fucking Groundhog Groundhog Day. You know, the same thing. I'm not going to do I, That's what I did for a long time, especially in the last year. Woke up, felt anxiety, was depressed, wasn't myself, didn't even know myself, didn't know who I was, didn't know what I was doing. I was like a fucking robot. I was like a drunk robot. Fucking drunk robot, do the same thing every day. Wake up, say I'm not going to do it again, and then fucking do it. That's pretty much it. Do it anyway, and then feel like shit. The whole cycle. You know, there has to be some change there. There has to be some change. There has to be, um, you know, something had to give for me. And what I did, I went to fucking rehab. That's what I did. I'm not saying that's what you need to do or anyone else out there needs to. That's what worked for me at the time. There's lots of alternatives. There's outpatient. There's um, there's uh, like I think Kaiser. I know I hear a lot of people. My my boy Jake actually um, went through Kaiser program. You know, um, so there's there's things out there where you can kind of work around your schedule. You don't have to go away for 30 days. There's meetings. There's groups. All that stuff. See, and that's if you notice, that's what this keeps coming back to. All of this stuff. I don't have all the answers for this stuff. The how do I be spontaneous and. How do I find drunk courage? Which is a great question, by the way. I'm not minimizing the question, but it all comes back to the same thing, and it's about putting in the work 
to get to find out how to be able to do this stuff because you can do it. Trust me. I know I've been able to do some of it and continue to practice some of it in being myself. And it all comes by working through this shit. Is it a 12 step? Is it a therapist? Is it a church group? Is it a, a men's group at, you know, where like th- that support, that community is where it starts. And so that's going to lead me into this. I know I should probably go to some meetings or something, <laughs> but like you, I find it really hard to ask for help. So I'm going to give you a challenge, Alex, and, I'm, and fuck it. I'm going to give everyone a challenge out there. If you haven't been to a meeting this week, okay, and I'll challenge myself as well. I'm hoping that we get to go down uh, to a, a new meeting down in Los Angeles tomorrow before the show tomorrow. That's my goal. So if you haven't been to a meeting and you're scared to go to a meeting, I totally get it. Totally get it. New place, new faces, new things. Like, what the fuck is this? Why am I here? I'm not like these people. I don't have it that bad. I get it. But it's beside the point. Do you want some help or do you not want some help? Are you willing to do what it takes? Are you willing to at least give it a shot? Keep an open mind, an open heart. Be honest with yourself. That's where it's at. That's where it's at right there. Um, I've had many emails from from different people who have said, man, I almost went in. I sat in my car you know, for the whole meeting. I didn't end up going in. I had one guy <clears throat> said he paced back and forth you know, in front of the, in front of the meeting or on the side of the building or whatever for that, you know, the whole meeting and then ended up going home. He ended up coming back eventually and eventually went in and and shot me an email and said, man, thank you so much for the encouragement. I ended up going in fucking people in there were great. I got a bunch of phone numbers, which was a little weird at first, which I totally get to, but dude, people want to help. It's part of the program. We want to help people, you know, because by helping somebody else, we help ourselves inadvertently and it helps to, to keep us sober. It's that circle a community, fellowship, whatever. So that was my challenge, actually. Fuck, I got off topic there. But my challenge is try to find a meeting, okay? If you go to thatsoberguy.com, there's meeting finders on there. There's N-A-A-A-C-R, and I think uh, Refuge Recovery is on there as well. And so basically, you can click on those meeting finders, and it'll take you to those sites, the, the specific meeting finder page for all the programs, and you can punch in your zip code or your city. I can't remember how each one does it. And then it'll give you a list of all the meetings in your area, wherever you're at. That's the easiest way to do it. Pick one, go check it out, and then holler back at your boy and let me know how it went, all right? Last, before we get to the list, I keep things bottled up and deep inside and don't know how to let them out. Well, I would just want to say, you're, that's I get it, and, and you've done that for a long time probably, and so so do I. I still do it sometimes. I'm, I'm getting better at it. But look, one of the things I've gotten better at is giving myself some credit, giving myself a little bit of grace, patting myself on the balls a little bit when I do something good. Not egotistical or anything like that, but just a little bit of gratitude. Like, man, Shane, you, you did good today. Like, good job. That is okay. All right, there's a healthy way to do it. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what, <laughs> what that looks like for me because it's still a little weird. I, I understand that. You said you keep things bottled up and deep inside. Well, you just wrote out this long ass email and sent it out here to a fucking stranger, you know, to, to, to go over. And I understand, you know, it's, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. I've already said that many times, but give yourself a little credit. You didn't keep things bottled up this time and you didn't stuff them deep down inside. You let that shit out and you you sent out an email you know, and you talked about it. You got it off your chest. You wrote, let's just say you didn't even fucking send this email. How about that? Let's start there. Let's just say you didn't even send it, but you wrote it all out. That alone 
is a step in the right direction. Just writing. And that's actually on the list down here we're going to get to. I think it's I think it's one of them. I don't can't remember which one, but you know, writing that stuff out, journaling, writing about how we're feeling, getting our fe- getting our feelings out there, guys. Shit, we got to get our feelings out. It's counterintuitive for a lot of us. We grew up thinking, I don't fucking talk about your feelings. You ain't talking about your feelings. You're weak if you do that. No, I'm not weak. I'm just a human being trying to live, son, as Devin the Dude said. Just trying to live. Who listened to some Devin the Dude? Some rolling, car not stolen, probably never will be. It's much too old and smoking weed and feeling fine in my like Bill 79. One of my favorite jams. Man, I used to smoke some weed to that shit. Okay, I better stop right now, huh? Devin the Dude. Devin the Dude is legit. All right, so... Let's get into this list now. So thank you for that email. I'm glad I got to go over it. I hope something I said struck a bell with someone. Jess just texted me and said, wow. Love you, babe. <laughs> Cracking up. She can hear me inside there because I'm out outside now doing this uh, doing this here podcast. All right, let's, let's go over. Uh, that's how we do it. That's how we do it. Um. All right, so 10 things night people can do when they want to be social without getting drunk. Let's go down this list real quick. Like I said, some of this stuff, I get it. I mean, I threw it on the list because it's something to do. Is it the perfect thing? No. Okay, I mean, I, I get it. But anything in the nighttime for me does not really exist anymore. So this list was actually kind of hard for me to, to even put together. And um, you know what I did? And, and let me give a little shout out to uh, to my girl Mags from SoberCourage.com. She had a list. And I remembered this from a long time ago. I had her on the podcast when we first started the show, probably the first 50 episodes, I want to say. Um, and she's still doing her thing, SoberCourage.com. You can check her out. She got a bunch of good stuff on there. But she had a list of things you can do. They weren't necessarily night things, but they were just things you can do um, instead of drinking, you know? And so I, there was a couple on there, like the movie night one came from that. So I just want to give her a little shout out to, um, and, and a little love there because th- we're community, man. We're all doing this together. We're all trying to stay sober and, and, uh, and be a part of, of a better life. So, um, 10 things night people can do when they want to be social without getting drunk. Um, and it's not so much about, being social for me too in the beginning at least or it wasn't so much about being social as it was about staying sober so i kind of like in this situation especially for someone early on you got to kind of weigh your options like do do i want to be do i want to be social right now or do i want to fucking stay sober yeah like this my social life will you know i might have to wait a minute like my social life changed dramatically it was it was tough too at first. I had to step away from a lot of my you know homeboys at the time, who I still got mad love for and that still love me and and we kick it a lot more now than we than we used to because we're getting older and a lot of our lifestyles and habits have changed and stuff. But it, at the time, you know, six years ago, five and a half years ago or whatever, I couldn't go around and be in some of the social situations that uh, that I was in before. It wouldn't work would not work for me. And so I had to kind of weigh that option. Like, do I want to be social tonight or do I want to fucking stay sober? Well, I want to stay sober. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm not going there. And so I get, that's kind of what the question was though. Well, I don't want to go there. You know, what are some other things I can do? So let me give you, let me give you this list here. And man, imagine that time, you know, imagine the time we've all wasted. 
I can imagine the time I waste. I don't. I don't have to imagine it. I remember it. I wasted hanging out late. I'm just fucking kicking it, bro. Yeah, no, we're just kicking it over here, bro. Yeah, we're just fucking. Yeah, I just smoking, man. I got some weed and fucking. Yeah, dude, I got some Mickey's and fucking. We get a little coke. Let's fucking get fuck yeah, bro. Hell yeah, man. We're just chilling. Yeah, just kicking it. Just doing nothing. Just fucking wasting time. Just wasting my life away. Wasted like 17. I wouldn't say. I'd, I'd say the run was about 17 years total, but I probably wasted a good between five and 10 of it. And I had some good times. Don't get me wrong. I had some great times, as a matter of fact. I had lots of fun. But for the most part, um, towards the end, it was fucking miserable. I would never want to go back to that ever again. But the time wasted hanging out when I could have been doing something that had a directed, you know, mission to better myself, to better the, the, the people around me, to better my life, to better my lifestyle. Instead, I'm hanging out late, fucking hammered, driving drunk through the fucking jack in the box drive through, getting two yakos and a yumbo yak at 2.30 a.m. and tossing all the garbage out in the parking lot and fucking speeding off. I mean, like that kind of stuff is just... It's young-minded and it's and it's dumb, you know. And uh, hey, it was a part of my story, though. It was a part of my journey, just like everyone has their own shit in there that they do. It's all a part of it, and it. I I'm a firm believer it was designed to make that. So okay, let me shut the fuck up and get to the list. Jesus, love you. Find okay number one. 10 things night people can do when they want to be social without getting drunk. Number one, find you know, and you knew this was going to come in there. Find late night meetings and meet people late night meetings and meet people. Now, I don't know what your meeting schedule is like. Like I said, go on that soberguy.com, go on the help tab and uh, type in your area, find a schedule. Um, and you can find those times. I know like here, there's a 10 o'clock nighttime meeting on a Friday night. And I think there's a late meeting on a Saturday night. And I think they intentionally do that because they know Fridays and Saturdays are times when people like to go out and drink. And it's so ironic because the Alano Club here in Vacaville, it's right next door to a fucking bar. I mean, literally right next door. So like when you're in the meeting, you can hear the music from the bar next door through the wall. So the irony in that you have a group of people on a Friday night at 10 o'clock or Saturday uh, evening or even on a week, you know, weeknight meeting. You can hear everyone next door getting hammered and everyone next door having a meeting. Pretty, pretty ironic, I think. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Oh my God, I cannot believe I just did that. You know, I let me, I just want to really apologize for just doing that right now, for singing in Atlantis. Nothing against Atlantis. I think Atlantis is sober, by the way. I'd love to have her on the show sometime. Um, I, I've read a couple articles on her. She's doing good things. But I should not try to sing her songs on this show, even if it's just in the moment and it's not funny or good. So let me just apologize to you in advance. And Alanis, if you ever hear this or anyone knows her, Hey, holler back at your boy, find late night meetings and meet people. Okay. Find late night meetings and meet people. It's a big thing, big part of something that can uh, be done in the evening time. And those connections, those meetings, they lead to other things. I'm not saying set expectations for that, but I'm here to tell you that it's one step, one thing at a time. And it goes, you know, tenfold. Uh, and, And man, I've never met, I can't think of any like asshole I've ever met at a meeting. Who's just been a fucking dick. Are there some dicks in there? I'm sure, you know, absolutely. 
that are kind of moody and stuff for sure. You're going to find that anywhere. There's always, you know, like the old saying that there's always a bad apple on the tree, not saying anyone is necessarily bad, but just from a moody standpoint, yeah, people are going through some real shit. But for the most part, I've never met someone who's like, I've walked into a meeting. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, it doesn't roll like that. Like people welcome. Oh, you're new. This is your first time, man. Right on, man. Welcome, dude. What's your name? Um, I'm Shane, man. Yeah. Oh, hey, I'm John. You know, hey, really good to meet you. I'm glad you're here, man. Yeah, cool. Hey, afterwards, man, if you want to chat, let me know. That's the kind of shit that I get. That's the kind of shit that I can almost guarantee you're going to get. And that goes with getting comfortable, feeling comfortable with ourselves, being secure. And that just comes in time, patience, and putting in work. Put in work. Exercise number two. 20, how about a 24-hour fitness? Now, I'm not saying that from experience. I've never been to 24-hour fitness ever once in my life has ever stepped foot in that place. Okay, so I don't I don't know. I'll tell you what I do know. It's 24 fucking hours. How about that? <laughs> you can get off and go straight to work out. You know, instead of drinking or instead of going whatever, if you got to work the bartending job or you you someone else out there you got a different uh, uh a uh, swing shift job or a night shift job you know hit the gym right afterwards burn off some of that um you know steam or whatever it is that how your day went stress uh that is a huge thing and i'll tell you what we got a badass gym here vacaville um uh, vacaville north crossfit and uh we've been jess and i've been hitting that up for oh man i think we're going on what's the day today about three and a half months and it's been phenomenal. It's, oh, damn it, I said it again. I said phenomenal again. I just said it again. Oh my God, I'm gonna have to start paying. I'm gonna have to start paying in a jar, the PH word in a jar. Don't say that fucking word, Raymer. But the exercise, fitness, health, general overall has been really, really good. It's helped out a lot. See, I said really, really good there instead. I almost said it again. But it's been something to like to, to fill up that... Um, you know, or to, to get out some of that animosity, anger, frustration, even good feelings, man. I go to the gym plenty of times feeling great. And I'll tell you what, that high afterwards, that natural, you know, that you got your adrenaline going, those endorphins are just steamed up. Dude, I sweated my ass. Off. I have never sweat so hard yesterday in, in this workout when I was done and I was fucking exhausted, but I felt great afterwards. I felt great. So exercise, another really, really good one to fill some time. Get yourself in a program. Get a trainer, man. I got some coaches now, you know, that that have been working through CrossFit, and that's been taking it to the next level. Like really, really fun and challenging, and, um, you know, it's changed a lot of stuff, even in just three and a half months. So I would say that that is a really good, good place to start, too. Number three, find a hobby you used to do as a kid and do it again. Bring the kid out in you. You know, so what did you like to do as a kid? What are some things that you that were fun that you can apply as an adult now? And and even if it maybe it seems a little goofy, like I was trying to think of an an example. And for me, it was baseball, man. And I have I didn't want to get into that yet because I have um, that down later on the list, and I'll talk a little bit about that. But what did you like to do as a kid? Where you know, let, let's just say maybe you rode dirt bikes as a kid, or maybe you raced go karts, or maybe. Um, I don't know. There, maybe you, I was going to say golf, but that doesn't work. So let's just say dirt bikes or, or go-karts, right? Those are two things that kids can do and adults can do at the same time. So, you know, get back into something like that. 
you know, take, go, a, go to a go, go to fucking Scandia. Scandia is out here in California where they have, they got a go-kart track there. They got an indoor track too. I think in Fairfield, uh, IndyCar racing or something. Right. And I'm just using this as an example, guys. So please don't grill me on. You told me to go race go-karts and that's, that's not what I'm saying, but whatever it is that you like to do, if go-karts is it, go do it. Because let me tell you something, when you bring that kid out in you, when you can find that kid and you can go, man, that's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm missing right there. I can lighten up a little bit. Remember as kids, we didn't have any responsibilities. You know, a lot of us, you know, we, we just, we played and some of us had to try to survive and grow up a little faster than others. Cause we had shitty things going on at home. I get that too. But a lot of us, at least even through some of that stuff, we found stuff that we really enjoyed to do that got us away from that. And that got us into that spirit of freedom. Remember that spirit of freedom that you felt as a kid? Where you were free? You were free from self, from stress, from worry, from anxiety. How do we feel that again? How do you feel that again? Well, you find something, you bring yourself back. It's possible. And you do it a little bit at a time. And you start to acknowledge it. And you start to... Um, sit in it a little bit and then you start to enjoy it that's something right there that's a huge one number four have a movie night with sober friends this came from sober courage from mags which is really cool um so where so and the movie night thing i was thinking was like netflix or something like that i don't know um you know invite some homies over maybe a stand a stand-up special would be great i just watched uh, adam divine stand-up jess and i did by the way uh, and it was great, man. It just came out on Netflix. Um, from what I've heard, you know, like a lot of a lot of us and a lot of um, of people, especially comedians, um, you know, they they grind, man. That job is a fucking grind, and uh, you know, so you end up doing a special, and it's pretty fucking neat. So yeah, we watched it. It was fun. But what what if you got a bunch of your friends together or a few of your friends together who were sober, and uh, and um, you got together and you watched a comedy special, man. Get some, get some food, order some pizza, you know, something like th those are the things you got to kind of plan out and, and do. And I know they sound at first you go, man, like if I would have said that to myself five and a half years ago, I don't want to fucking lame. Tells me I'm not going to do that. That's dumb. Why would I do that? But though, that's the kind of stuff that we have to get over ourselves about and just go, wait a minute. Like that's okay. It's actually kind of cool. Like, I'm just going to kick back. I'm not going to get drunk. I'm not going to be a dumbass. I'm actually going to have some conversations and laugh authentically versus being all jacked up. Um, so another good thought right there. Number five, learn to play an instrument. I learned to play the guitar while taking a shit. For anyone who hasn't heard that story yet, uh, people go, how'd you learn how to play the guitar? I said, by taking a shit. What do you mean? Here's my philosophy. I have to take a shit at least once a day. It normally lasts at least 10 minutes. Sometimes it's an hour till my feet fall asleep, depending if I'm getting a good jam in. Okay, but I played for 10 minutes a day. And and obviously more than that. I played a lot of nights and a lot of time too. But that general philosophy I learned to play, that's something you can do. Pick up a, you know, maybe you don't have a lot. Pick up a harmonica, 20 bucks. You know, start learning how to do something. That's what it's not so much the point of of what to do. It's having, like I had mentioned earlier, a targeted and directed mission to de to deter ourselves from drinking at that time. Okay, and and not just at that time, but to build on something, to get to know ourselves, to try new stuff, even if we suck at it. Embrace the suck. 
I don't know if y'all heard that one. I think it's a military term. I heard lots of different people say it, but I always love that one. I'm going to suck at something like, hey, I'm not fucking great at CrossFit. Number one, I fucking sucked three and a half months ago. I was terrible. Uh, I'm I'm a bit better than I was, but I still got so much stuff to learn and to do. Like, uh, it's hard, and it was hard to go in there and suck. Like, I, who wants to suck at stuff? It's not fun, you know. But you gotta suck a little bit and be okay with sucking to to progress and to get better, you know. And now that like with I use the CrossFit for example, I've started to get a little bit better. Confidence is getting a little bit better. It's not up to the point where I think I'm the shit or got anything going on. I am definitely not even close to that. But I do pat myself on the back and go, man, you made some progress. That's good. And that's okay. So learn to play something, an instrument, do something. Um, you know, playing guitar is fun. Harmonica, I can mess around a little bit on the harmonica. It's kind of fun. You can write, write some poetry. That goes in there too. Um, but I want to save that till the end because I think I did journaling somewhere down here. Um, but yeah, learn to do something, have a targeted mission for it. And maybe you say, oh, I want to teach myself three songs and uh for alex listening to like you said you're into punk rock dude like so the first song i learned was ball and chain by social distortion it's an easy three chord song super easy i think it's like gda 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 i mean it's just like somewhere along that progression line and that's it it's three chords so maybe you know pick up a cheap guitar somewhere say hey, i'm gonna learn a, a song i'm gonna learn a three chord song in 30 days you know, and start start to to focus your mind on something else that that can take you away from that want, that need, that habit. A lot of this stuff is habit bearing, so we got to break those old bad habits. And how do we break old bad habits? We we break them by trying new things out and changing our path, changing the direction we are doing stuff, changing the way we are doing stuff, changing the places that we go, putting that energy focus into something positive. Okay, so number six, start a business. Wake up your entrepreneurial spirit. And let me remind you, ain't nobody going to do shit for me but me. Okay? Ain't nobody going to do shit for me but me. That's it. Start a business, though. Are you an entrepreneur? Do you have ever thought, man, I'd really like to do that one day, but it seems like, who the fuck am I? I can never do that. Had many of those thoughts. I'm not anybody. I'm not. You know, oh man, I can't do that. Man, you can. And uh, it's all about putting your mind into it and believing a little bit in yourself and, and going for it. You know, start with a piece of paper. If I could, you know, my, what are my five top businesses that I'd love to start? Even if they seem crazy, maybe it's not the, the first list you're going to make, you know, but maybe that's something. And you can do this late at night, you know, go to the, go to the gym Get your fucking swole on, get all tired, you know, go home, sit down, eat a meal and write that shit down and start working on your business plan. You know, like the, these types of things, like there's so much shit out there we can do. It's just, it's not, it's not so much what it is. It's a matter of us taking personal responsibility and doing it. That's it. So I love the entrepreneur one. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I never thought in a million years, you know, or five years ago, I would have ever said that. We're working on something really, really cool right now. I haven't had a chance to announce it yet because it's not quite ready, but we're going to be announcing that soon and we're pumped on it. Uh, number seven, have a podcast listening party and discuss your thoughts. Have some food, some NA drinks and shoot the shit. I think that's fun. Um, you know, I kind of got this from Jess and a friend of ours uh, group and that's what they do. 
they have a, a women's group, I think, and they'll listen to a podcast and then they'll they'll come back and they'll meet up and they'll have some food and they'll discuss the podcast. They'll go around and they'll talk about it, what they liked about it, what they didn't. So you're creating group. That, that's, that's really what this is about. You're creating community there. And uh, you're able to communicate. You can share thoughts. You can relate to people. That's That relationship is really what's going to help um, you know, get through some of the cravings, some of the thoughts, rewiring our brains, whether it's in 12-step or a podcast listening party, a movie party, all that kind of stuff. You have those things that you can do. Maybe you do it once every other week or once every month. You at least give yourself something to look forward to to know that when you get to that next meeting, you want to be in a better place than you were even the the, pri- the previous week, you know. And if that doesn't happen, that's okay. Maybe you're in a worse spot by you know not by choice, obviously. But then you go, well, fuck. At least I got that meeting with my homies that I can sit down and talk about this shit. That's going to be huge. All right, number eight, start a men's or a women's group. That kind of falls into number seven, but you can do that. There's plenty of men's groups at churches that you can go to. Find a cool church that you like that's not, you know, weird and doesn't, you know, it's not, I'm not a fan of legalism and like the legalistic sector and religion and stuff, but I am a big fan of spirituality and a relationship with God. And, you know, that's what works for me. And there's plenty of other people out there um, who are involved in church or, uh, spiritual practices even um maybe it's not just a, at a church maybe it's it's you know a, a a yoga meeting you know something along those lines a meditation meeting um you know check out refuge recovery they have a lot of great meetings that are um spiritually based and spiritually practice type so it's a little bit different there's oh, i guess my point is i'm not articulating this well because i it's funny i get fearful i'm going to say something the wrong way and offend somebody but fuck it if you're offended that's your own problem. Like you, there's lots of different options out there. Okay. And you got to look for them and find one that works for you is what I'm saying. That's it. Because what works for me, I've already said it in this podcast, I think, and I've said it many times before may not work for you and that's fine. And it's okay that we can be different. We can disagree that, Hey, that didn't work for me. It's okay. Hey, how about try this? Um, you got to explore and, uh, and, and try different things out. That's what's ultimately at the end of the day going to be um, how you find what you like to do. Number nine, this is what I mentioned earlier uh, about baseball. Join a men's softball league. <laughs> and this is kind of a selfish one for me because I know everybody doesn't play baseball or like men's softball. They might go, men's softball, yeah, that's ridiculous. But here's what it did for me. And I think I talked about this a little bit with Seth a couple weeks ago, is when I was a kid, Man, I played, my first words were bat and ball. I played baseball since the time I was, you know, three years old, you know, hitting, hitting balls and then T-ball and then little league and then freaking American Legion and, and high school never got into college. I quit fucking gave up, right? Started partying instead. But as a kid, baseball was my let loose. You know, baseball was what I had fun doing. I had so many, we took trips, like we went to Seattle, remember that trip to Seattle was so much fun. We would go, you know, all kinds of places and play tournaments. And I had my homies that were on my team that were my buddies and we'd share hotel rooms and freaking trash them and eat candy and go play baseball. And man, it was so much fun. And so when I stopped doing that, I lost that kid inside of me, at least in that aspect of it. And so, you know, now when I come back and I go on Thursday night, like, uh, we just, 
played it played a game Thursday night. And you know what's great about it? See, a lot of people think, oh, men's softball, it's a bunch of old, old fucks out there who are fat and out of shape. You know, yes, there's some dudes out there who are out of shape and and who, you know, aren't in the bed, but they're trying and they're getting out there and they're having fun. And who gives a fuck? Like, I'm not judging anybody and who it doesn't really matter, you know, and and it's it's just more the point of getting out and doing something. okay? and uh, and and we all go through different phases. And so maybe that's something. And well, here's what I'm getting. at. Actually, I'm getting off my point here. What I was going to say was. It's not just for older dudes. Like on our team, we got some younger guys on there who just stopped playing baseball, um, you know, in the last five years or so that are in their 20s that are still playing ball. And it's hella fun to play with them because, the man, that it brings out the kid in me again is what I'm saying. It brings out the kid. Like now I can come out and I can, I can just totally be free, totally let loose, shoot the shit with my boys there, have some fun. Baseball is a kid's sport. Throw the ball around, get some hits in, um, run some bases, get a little exercise. And, you know, that makes me feel like I'm back as a kid again. So it kind of, it kind of number nine, join a men's softball league kind of falls into number three, I guess, is what I'm realizing. Find a hobby you used to do as a kid. But what is that? What does that look like for you? For me, that it's, it is, it's softball. And I also, of course I love podcasting too. That's like my second thing, right? And guitar. I got a couple of hobbies. See, I got a couple of hobbies. Guitar. I haven't picked up the guitar in probably over a month. I need to do that. I got a nice little Taylor Big Baby. That shit is legit. Damn, my, my throat's on fire right now. We're going to wrap this thing up with number 10. You can write or journal. Write or journal. Is it some poetry? Do you need to sit and write out a fake email and not send it? Do you got someone you're pissed off at? Write them a letter. You don't even have to mail it to them. Just write it out. Write out how you're feeling. Write a book. Write an article. You know, there's plenty of platforms and stuff to share that kind of stuff on with social media. If you're looking for a little bit of feedback or you just want to be private and just write, that's a great thing, um, you know, that uh, that you can do late night, after work, um, in the mornings, whenever. You know, writing and journaling is huge. Um, it, I know for me, it helps to take a lot of the weight and the stress and, um, all that kind of stuff off. So we're going to wrap that up. I hope that, uh, I hope that made some sense there. I hope that helped, uh, helped any of you who are trying to find anything to do out there, whether it's late night or even in the morning, I think these kind of apply to both. And I kind of tried to make them like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, thanks for listening today. I'm glad uh, I was able to get the podcast out. Once again, my apologies for putting it out a little late this week. But uh, I hope you guys have a, <laughs> I didn't say it that time, no Vince Vaughn word. I hope you guys have a great rest of the weekend, week, weekday, night, day, whatever time you're listening to this. Um, we got the uh, live show tomorrow at, uh, at the Improv, if you're interested in coming out, 4.30 p.m. Man, just really great to, uh, great to talk today. Love you guys. Check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Connect with us on Instagram at Real That Sober Guy and on uh, Twitter at Shane Raymer. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean. Say that I don't know anything about you 